Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, welcome to another edition of Patriots Nation UK. Um, this will be episode number 22, uh, where we'll be pr- uh, previewing the Washington Redskins game coming up on uh, this Sunday. Uh, with me today, I have James Lowe. Um, I'll introduce you to James in a second. Uh, he is newly started a, a Redskins podcast. Uh, it's part of the First and Ten Network. Uh, I believe that's part of the Channel 12 NFL podcasts um, that you can find on iTunes. Uh, so welcome, James, uh, and just let me know if, if that's the correct place to find you. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, good afternoon, everyone. Yeah, so we've got James on today. Obviously, he is our he will be our resident uh, Redskins expert. I'm saying Redskins. It's a, a bit of a touchy subject still, unfortunately, is it? Uh, well, all the <laughs> a lot of people like to get outraged on behalf of the uh, Native Americans. Yeah. Uh, the latest poll by the Washington Post, uh, who was one of their like harshest critics, I think it was like nine in ten were in favour or felt the words they felt when they heard the, the name Redskins was pride. Uh, a lot of people go to the definition of the word. Uh, it says like it's a racial slur. Uh, but if I was in a pub and I said, look, look at those two Redskins over there, I'd hope you'd, you'd assume it's two Redskins players who just walked in, not not two Native Americans. So yeah. Absolutely, as as a sort of team name that's been around for decades, I I think the recent outcry is a bit ridiculous, but that is the world we live in. But um, yeah, so let's just move on to the team a little bit. Um, first of all, how did you sort of become to follow the Redskins? Has it been something you grew up with, or maybe a member of the family or anything? Uh, not really. So I was about five or six years old, and just. Good old NFL merchandise. I, I remember having a Washington Redskins baseball cap. Uh, my brother had a New York Giants one. Uh, and I, I was never really into American football till about 2004-05. And, uh, and I remembered having this Redskins hat. So I guess, you know, Redskins were my team. Funny enough, the other option would have been the New England Patriots just because it had England in the name. Uh, and I think you guys were starting to be a bit successful around uh, 2000. Uh, yeah, so 2000, 2001, that's kind of where the, the dynasty sort of put it all began. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. We uh, Because me and Matthew are sort of based up in Scotland, uh, it's always a bit funny. You get a couple of looks when you say you're sporting a team with England in the name, but <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, sort of a given now. Yeah, I think I might have made the wrong choice. <laughs> it's certainly been a lot more testing of times than uh, than supporting the Patriots, that, that's for sure. Um, I touched on it there, you've, you've recently started a, a podcast, uh, a part of the First and Ten Network. Um, I think the first episode went up last week, so will that be a sort of weekly or bi-weekly thing you'll be putting up? Yeah, I think I'm recording it tonight. Uh there's never any shortage of topics when discussing the Redskins. So, yeah, it's just a bit of fun, something I wanted to get in, into. I love listening to NFL podcasts and I like to think I know my stuff. It's good 10 years now I've been seriously into it and each year I get deeper and deeper into uh, my NFL knowledge, like trying to pick up the more tactical side at the moment. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I gave the podcast the first podcast a little listen earlier on. It certainly uh, goes into pretty good depth on a sort of the game um, from well last Monday night now. Um, so yeah, it's definitely worth a, a listen if you, if you're a Redskins fan or, or you've sort of 
got any interest in, in hearing about the Redskins' point of view. Uh, so now going into the Redskins' season so far, um, I kind of want to start off with the draft and maybe even sort of off-season acquisitions. What were your thoughts on the drafting of sort of Dwayne Haskins? Um, were you happy with the pick? Was it was it something you expected them to go and look at quarterback? Um, obviously, with the Alex Smith injury, uh, we needed a quarterback. Uh, we traded for Case Keenum, literally nothing. I think we swapped six round picks around, and we're only paying Case Keenum three million a year. Uh, but from what I've heard uh, on like the Redskins local beat, it's a it's a Dan Schneider selection. Uh, apparently, he fell in love with Haskins, uh, and funny enough, the the Redskins hierarchy they really like Drew Locke. Um. Drew Locke and Daniel Jones, and there's a lot of rumours going around saying that it's yeah, it's a Dan Snyder pick. Um, they Jake Rudin was interviewed before the draft, and he was mentioned on Haskins, and he said he's only played what he's only started one year. He'll need to sit. So you've got coach and staff versus the owner straight away, which you know is not unusual with Dan Snyder. He's not done it uh, for a while, but the rest of the draft. Um, the pick everyone wanted us to make was Montez Sweat at 17. Uh, and then I think they everyone was quite happy when we traded back into the first round with the Colts uh, to pick pick up Montez Sweat. Um, but that, that, second, that second round pick this year is looking like pick 33 or 34. So that's got quite expensive. <laughs> so we, we swapped, uh, we traded two second rounds, the 19 second round and this year's uh, second round uh, to move up to 26, wherever it was. Yeah, it's it, it's a bit hard. Obviously, the the first, the end of the first round in particular seems to be a lot of trading goes on uh, up and down. A lot of teams kind of desperate to get that sort of fifth year option. Uh, yeah, hopefully for a guy is projected to be as good as he is, it, it will hopefully be worth it in the long run. Uh, how's he sort of been earlier in, in the season? Uh, Sweats uh, started slowly. He got his first pick against, um, I think it was against the Bears on Monday night. He got Trubisky down. Um, he looks a good, he's got the size and speed. To, he should be successful. He should be getting double digit sacks. Um, if not this year, then years going forward. Haskins, yeah, the coaching staff have said he's not been ready. Uh, and it, it would be interesting, this is the first week uh, Colt McCoy's been healthy because uh, he broke his leg last year, two weeks after uh, Alex Smith broke his. Yeah. So he's, they rushed him back. He's just coming coming back and he's a big Jay Gruden favourite and obviously he knows the playbook from being in Gruden's offence the last five or so years. Yeah, uh, I think we might come on to touch on uh, Haskins, Keenum and McCoy slightly later on. So, um but we'll, just, we'll move slightly into the preseason. Uh, how were your expectations in the preseason um, throughout the games, and then sort of looking into the season? What what did you think that the Redskins could do this year? Uh, so the preseason was interesting. Obviously, we had three quarterbacks to spread the reps around. Um, Trent Williams didn't turn up. Still hasn't turned up. Um, yeah, we didn't play our starters. Our starters didn't get much time at all, so we couldn't really learn that much from it. The only uh, 
big deal was uh, Jordan Reed got injured. Um, yeah, took another concussion. I think it's his eighth known of concussion. And there's talks of him uh, never playing again. Yeah, I was away to ask, is that... it's Certain concussions are never good, but when you're getting up to those sort of numbers, it really does sort of start to become a doubt whether they'll, they'll come back. Um, the Patriots had a guy a few years ago, Mike Wright, he just never seemed to be able to recover from them. As soon as he was back, he would get another one, and it just it eventually led to him retiring really early. Um, so it's, it's obviously becoming more and more common, concussions, but I don't know if that's whether they're now just better at diagnosing them than they were. Yeah, I think they're more cautious. Um, so, like, uh, of the Redskins' top six players on the salary cap, three haven't seen the field this season. You've got Alex yeah. Smith, $20 million, Trent Williams, $13 million, uh, Jordan Reed, uh, $9.5 million, and then the fourth one's uh, someone like Josh, Josh Norman, who's in the latter years of his contract. He's not really uh, playing to the level of a $14 million a year cornerback. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up Trent Williams there. Um, you might not be aware that the Patriots, um, so, well, they lost uh, Brown to, I believe, the Raiders, uh, who was their left tackle last year. Uh, and Isaiah Wynn was sort of basically nominated as being the next starter there. Um, obviously, he was, a, he was kind of redshirted last year. He was on IR um, as a first-round pick from the year before. Uh, he started the first game this year, looked pretty good, and then he... He got hurt in the second game. Uh, and Trent Williams was a guy that was sort of posed as being a potential trade option for the Patriots. Do you see the Redskins looking to trade him if they can't get anything resolved? Or do you think they'll just sort of wait it out and see how they go? Uh, they have to trade him, in my opinion. He said he won't come back. There's numerous sources that are saying... Um, so basically, he had um, a skin uh, or a tumour on his head, which... Uh, the Redskins doctors uh, didn't really fully diagnose or explain how serious it was. Uh, and apparently he, it turns out it was malign. There was nothing bad with it, but he was pretty upset with the way that was uh, treated. Um, and you got Bruce Allen saying, you know, he has full faith in the medical staff. He thinks it's all about money. Um, so Trent, yeah, Trent hasn't shown up. Uh, he's one of the best left tackles in football. He, I think he expected to get trained, traded either to the Houston uh, Texans. They ended up with um, Tunsil. Yeah, monster deal there. Uh, yeah. And the rumor on the um, on the Redskins beat two two separate um, journalists reported that the Patriots actually offered the uh, first round pick for Trent Williams this year, but um, Bruce Allen does not want to give any players any power. He's very autocratic. He's not very successful at it, but he is him versus Trent Williams. And if, you know, the Redskins suffer because of it, uh, Bruce Allen doesn't seem to mind. But obviously now, 0-4, it's a complete rebuild. You need to get a first-round pick next year. Yeah, I think the, the first-round pick story being offered from the Patriots, that that was something that, that found its way into the, the Boston press as well. So it's there's obviously some truth there. What the finer details are, I guess we'll never know. But yeah, with the Redskins having a poor start, do you think that will be something that sort of pushes him to act on that? Or is he so stubborn that he will just kind of <laughs> leave him to rot away, not playing? 
well, yeah, a lot of the commentary is it's just a staring contest and um, Trent will come back. I think he has to come back week 10. Yeah, to get so the accrued season. Yeah. Calc- yeah, so accrues the season. Um, so, yeah, it's let's see who blinks first. And I'm, I don't see if Trent's got any reason to come back now. No, I, I guess maybe the thought was that if they'd started well, he would go, oh, they're, they're going somewhere. I want to be part of that. But with a poor start, it's maybe wishful thinking now. Um, obviously, without saying, the season hasn't started very well at all. Um, did you see this coming or was it something that was kind of blindsided? Um, at the start of the season, our defense was expected to sort of carry this team. Um, we were six and three under Alex Smith last year. Um, that was hidden by we you know we didn't good for Alex Smith. He didn't turn the ball over at all. Um, so the expect, expectation was the offense might not fire. We'll have a running game. Uh, we won't turn the ball over, and you know we'll, we'll win uh, twenty seventeen. Um, and the defense has just been terrible. Uh, so I've got a stat here. The third down completion percentage allowed is 87.2% on third downs. So nine out of ten third downs, the opposition are, are getting a fresh set of downs. It's all time. I think all time in, since they've recorded that stat is the worst. Uh, worst what, anyone's ever had. What, why do you think that is? Is it players not playing to their to their true talent level? Is it players regressing or maybe the scheme just not, not right for what, what style of players they have? Uh, it's poor coaching. Um, we actually got a third down stop on um, on Sunday against the Giants. Um, they had a third and seven. Um, Jones threw an incompletion, uh, but there was offensive holding. We accepted the penalty to make it third and 17. Uh, they got 15 yards on the third and 17 and then uh, through with a rookie quarterback on fourth and two. Uh, if that's not like an insult to uh, yeah, what they think of the Redskins' defense. Uh, but it's the kind of stuff that sort of kills the confidence of a defense as well. He was a defense that's struggling. They finally get a stop on third down, and the coaches accept the penalty. And I don't know. At that, at that point, it's surely just got to be sucked out of you. Yeah, we can't get off the field. We've got no running game. Um, Redskins are the third most penalised team in the league this year uh, we had 12 penalties called on Sunday uh, and four declined so 16 in total the team's undisciplined we're, we often we're in sort of second and long third and long we don't put ourselves in good situations to sort of do anything offensively uh, there's no running game the, the defence is back out on the field uh, can be very it's very hard for him to get any rest. We had Jonathan Allen missed a few games. Um, we were the defense was better against the Giants. They only gave up, I think, seventeen points, and there was a the Giants had a defensive touchdown. Um, and we had four turnovers, but the problem was our offense had four turnovers. <laughs> yeah, so even when the defense is giving you like something, the, the offense isn't doing enough to sort of to contribute towards it. Um, that probably takes us nicely into the next point. Uh, during the Giants game, Case Keenum was unceremoniously benched and Haskins came in. Unfortunately, from, from what I saw, bits and pieces, it didn't really seem to improve 
the offense much at all. Would you agree with that, or is that maybe unfair to Haskins? Um, so firstly, yeah, six turnovers in the last five quarters for um, Case Keenum. Yeah, uh, that's gonna. Uh, but apparently that's not what got him benched. He missed two deep throws um, for touchdowns to um, Trey Quinn in the seam, and that's what that's what broke the uh, camel's back for Jay Gruden. Um, Haskins gave us an initial lift. Uh, we marched down. We got to the one yard line. He missed a throw on um, uh, third and goal to the to Vernon Davis in um, in the corner there, and. He really should have made that throw. Uh, the issue is, he all he's been getting backup reps. He's running the scout team. So uh, some people are saying we should have been developing him earlier. But uh, the line from Gruden is he's the backup quarterback. He every backup in the league runs the scout team. There's been no sort of special treatment, um, whether that's right on or wrong. The, the other issue was Case Keenum's new to the offense, so he needed every rep he could get as well. So. Yeah, I guess it's tricky. Maybe it would be a little easier if Alex Smith was still there and like sort of know he can run the offense and you can maybe afford to give uh, Haskins a little more reps with the first team. Um, it's, it's obviously, I, I don't want to compare the situations at quarterback with the Redskins, um, but the Patriots drafted Jared Studham this year. Uh, they obviously cut Brian Hoyer to to let Studham be the, the backup. Um, he came into the game last week against the Jets. He threw a pick. Um, and then the Patriots signed out a third quarterback. But the, the thought is that they would just, the third quarterback would now be running the scout team and it would allow them to, to concentrate on the Patriots' offense as opposed to other teams' offenses. So do you think that that's what's kind of hindered Haskins so far? Yeah, he's had no, no reps with the ones uh, during the, the actual season. Uh, they they did split the reps in preseason, but again he's very new to um, he's new to football. He's only started one year at um, Ohio State. It was a really 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 good year, um, but just his game management, uh, lining the team up like just basic um, doing the play calls out of the huddle, like really basic stuff that most sort of four year um, college quarterbacks might still struggle in the pros with the extended terminology, but. The high state really simplified it for him. Um, but he is a smart kid. He has impressed everyone at uh, Redskins Park, even though you know some of the coaches thought he was drafted a bit too high. Yeah. Uh, they think he might have slipped to the second round purely due to his uh, yeah, sort of lack of playing time. Well, only starting one year at, at college. So... I want to touch on the quarterback situation for the, the upcoming game before we sort of move on to a little bit of a Patriots-Redskins comparison. Um, who who do you think will start this week? Case Keenum, I assume, is out. If Haskins is deemed maybe not ready, can Colt McCoy potentially start the game? I don't want to steal a, a cricketing term, but overnight not overnight watchman, perhaps. Just kind of get them through this game and then, then see what happens from there. Well, yeah, we do have the Dolphins next, so a lot of people have always said we had a really tough start, and people would pigeonhole the the Dolphins game for when Haskins, you know, could get a start. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think they'll go with Colt McCoy. I think they should play Haskins because uh, we need to see what we've got. Uh, we're gonna have a top three pick next year, and it's a stacked quarterback class. So 
if we have to do a Josh Rosen, you know, trade him one year later, it, it, we need to see if he's got it. Um, and yeah, it shouldn't matter if it's Patriots or whoever. I think they need to give it. It's Haskins' team. We're playing for 2020 now. It's yeah, it's sad, but it's yeah, it's done. Yeah, it's such a tough situation. Um, it's hard enough for a rookie quarterback to come in anyway, but when you're not getting the first team reps because the team has a new quarterback and they need them, it's it's just so tough. Do you trial by fire and throw them in and see what they've got? Yeah. But at the same time, you're maybe not getting the most accurate representation of what they are. So it's it's a really tricky situation. Um, yeah, I think Lewis Riddick said we're going to set him up to fail if we start him against the Patriots. And uh, I've read an article Joe Feisman thinks you have to start him. Uh, you've got to see if he's ready. Um, he Hopefully we'll have Terry McLaurin back, who he played with at Ohio State. He's been the only sort of bright spark on our offense. And, yeah, we got him in the third round of the draft. He looks looks an absolute steal. Yeah, he obviously he missed the last game, but I think he had a, a touchdown in each of the other games he's played. So he's yeah, certainly... he picked it up in fantasy, especially yeah. fantasy leagues. Yeah, it's a, it's to be honest, it's something the Patriots sort of uh, struggle with. They struggle to develop receivers. So seeing a team's third round pick come in and produce straight away, it's a it's a bit frustrating from our point of view. But the uh, the rest of it seems to be going okay. Um, something you've commented on a few times there is that Haskins is a, a Snyder pick as a Patriots fan it, it's a bit hard to comprehend really because Belichick's obviously been there since 2000 he has had full autocratic rights to the team he makes all the decisions the only real time that ownership get involved is if there's a player with discipline um, largely domestic violence, that seems to be where ownership step in and say, no, this player has to go. So, and we pick him off of waivers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Foster. Yeah. He's um, got so much heat for that. But but then, again, other uh, certain teams have their own sort of expectations and, and standards as well. I know like Albert Hainsworth's had his issues in the past, the Patriots traded with the Redskins for him, so they all have their different different <laughs> philosophies, but do you see Snyder having that control as an issue, or is it just something that can be worked around? Uh, so he, since Bruce Allen's been general manager, he has stepped back. I think he learned his lessons from like the Vinny Serato years, where we were, you know winning the off season, signing Hainsworth to outrageous contract. Um, yeah. Yes, trading for Donovan McNabb. Those days have sort of gone and we've been a bit, they have been quite boring, but the phrase I've heard is we're sort of penny smart, but dollar stupid. Like, we, we're signing bad players to good deals. Um, <laughs> and I think Snyder's got a bit fed up with that this year. We, we Our issues is we've been a 500 team and, the NFC East is, always seems to be wide open. And if you're close to 500, you're normally in with exciting football going into you know December. If you win the last three, you could uh, either go for the division or pick up pick up a wild card in the NFC. Um, so, yeah, we keep, we've kept picking in you know, between sort of 13 and 17. 
we've never really been bad enough to get <laughs> to get a really sort of top ten, top five pick. Yeah. Uh, so without sounding crude, is that kind of what you're hoping for this year? Are you hoping for like a a really bad season for one year, then you can get the guy to sort of push you on because it's it's difficult to draft in the middle and the end of the round and actually get better. The the real game changing players are gone by then. So unless you're going to go and throw a bucket load of money and draft picks to go and trade up and get RG three, yeah, it's it's hard. That hit that hit the team really bad, and you can go back as far as uh, that trade. I think literally weeks after we gambled away our future, they um, uh, Mara the Giants uh, screwed us and the Giants with the uh, salary cap penalties. Yeah, on the uh, uncapped year. That really hit us. That really hit us hard. And uh, as I said this year, like three of our top six players in the salary cap this year aren't playing. We're not getting value for our players. Our We've got one of the youngest teams in the division. I think, yeah, it's, it, it could be exciting here. It all depends on, it's all on Haskins' shoulders. Um, I don't think there's any point of us winning too many more games because <laughs> there's, what, I think there's three or four of us hovering on 0-4. Um, so yeah, we just well. want to see something nice from Haskins and then, you know, maybe stick another quarterback out there to sort of throw it. I don't know how that goes down, and we've never had to tank before, so I don't quite <laughs> sure what happens if you're like Our, unexpectedly winning. Obviously, Snyder is heavily, heavily invested in the team. Would he tolerate a season like that? Would Allen and Gruden be safe in their jobs if they sort of tanked for the the best quarterback available? Uh, people have wanted Bruce Allen out for sort of three years. Um, a lot of people think Gruden should have gone. Uh, after failing to make the playoffs for sort of two years in a row, that's what I say. He's been much much more pa- uh, patient, and it's not produced either. So a lot of Redskins fans are well. At least it was fun when we were signing all the superstars. <laughs> let's put ridiculous software in, you know, for Lamar Jackson or this, you know, let's go, let's go do something fun, something interesting. Um, yeah, it's been kind of well run the last year. We we can't any PR. Sort of decisions we seem to mess up, such as being the only team in the NFL to put a waiver in for Ruben Foster. Um, yeah, we just seem to find a way to to mess things up. Uh, and I think Redskins fans are only truly be happy if once Snyder leaves. So, what about Gruden then? Obviously, you've, you've mentioned that people kind of want him to go. Is he the right guy to take the Redskins forward, or? Does it need new blood, so to speak? It needs new blood. He He's very good at pulling plays. I think uh, Bill Callahan said in his um, press call for the Washington guys that we can he can scheme up a passing game. He gets players wide open downfield. He, that's something he can do time and time again. But he can't, he can't scheme up a running attack. Um, he couldn't in Cincinnati. He can't here uh, with a 31st ranked team in rush offense. Uh, and you know, here's something to be scareful, scared for the for Sunday. If you're a Patriots fan, we're doing 49.8 yards per game on the ground. Wow! Imagine how how much we're throwing now. <laughs> uh, yeah, to be yeah. honest, the, the Patriots run game isn't great either at the moment. So it, I think it'll be a pass, very pass heavy game. 
yeah. we'll just see how well each offense performs because that's a bit you know a bit of a problem with it, the Patriots as well. Um, uh, and the so other I, thing is Gruden. We've got uh, we promoted Kevin O'Connell to offensive coordinator. Yeah, so I saw we need something. To see if he's the new um, is he another McVeigh, Carl Shanahan, or Matt Lafleur who've all sort of come up. Because I assume teams. Gruden still calls the plays. Yeah, so that, that's that's one way of having Gruden there, but let Kevin O'Connell call the plays mm-hmm. and see if he's ready. I think it's it, when you sort of come from that corner position, it always seems to be the hardest thing for a head coach to let go. Yeah, they all seem to do it for a few years, but then eventually they do sort of find that person they are comfortable with letting that side of things go. So maybe maybe O'Connell's the, the correct guy to to sort of wean Gruden off of that and concentrate elsewhere. Yeah. So moving on to Sunday's game, it opens with Patriots as a minus at minus sixteen. I believe it is the the largest home underdog the Redskins have ever been. What are your thoughts on the the game in general? Do you see the game being that lopsided? Because personally, I don't. Just on the way the Patriots' offense has been playing. Yeah, but you haven't played this Redskins defense. Um... A lot of people um, circle this game as, you know, the Patriots drop a game early in the season out of nowhere where you like least expect it. Or this could be the game where it's an absolute trap game and Haskins comes out or Keenum and, you know, plays plays like Brady and the defence turn up. We get a few lucky, you know, a few misfield goals, muff punts. Um, but our, our defence... Uh, it's so funny. I can imagine Bill Belichick looking through our defense and trying to work out whether playing cover two or cover three because the players on the field don't seem to know what they're playing. I think he'll be sat there laughing um, and scheming up how to be our best player, which is Tressway, our punter at the minute. He's forced three muff punts, but sadly no one on special teams can sort of get, get there to recover them. Yeah, I I take the overs. I take um, New England minus the seventeen. I think you're on mute. Oh, sorry about that. Um, I wanted to touch on uh, Josh Norman pretty quickly. Um, he obviously found his way out of Carolina with a little fallout with Dave Gettleman and settled in Washington, signed a big deal. But it looks like he's kind of regressed the last year, or maybe just this season. What are your thoughts on, on him? I think he's a zone corner. You know, he can play press. Uh, we keep matching him up in man coverage, which he never has been. He didn't have the pace, and, you know, he came out of coastal Carolina, ran like a nearly a five-second 40 when he was drafted. He's just never been, never had the speed. So it's not like he's lost speed. We're just not not using him in in the right way. There's been lack of lack of communication in the safety. He he does get turnovers. He's had a turnover this year already. But yeah, when he signed for the you know the big money mill, um, you know we've got Landon Collins as well, another big money uh, free agent who Gettleman didn't want. <laughs> and he's not really shown up yet either. So, um, yeah, Landon Collins sort of started well. He, 
maybe struggled the last year. He was he was playing before he went to Washington. Um, you, you said the defense, although they actually played quite well last week. Um, obviously the the Giants scored um, on defense. It was sort of through this the score a little bit. Can, can you see them sort of keeping the the score down this week or or no? Because the Patriots offense, to be honest, it's been pretty terrible the last couple of weeks. Um, they scored a touchdown and a field goal against the Bills last week. Bills are pretty good defense. Um, um, I can't, I can't see them stopping. You'll be able to run the ball at will. Even I know you say your running game's bad, but we we can't stop the run, which um, it's a huge issue when we're, we're always we're facing second and short, where every you know every play in the playbook's open. Uh, and when we're on offense, we're sort of second and long the whole time. We're, you know, we put ourselves in bad positions. We can't stop people on third downs. Uh, and you know, we'll put the Patriots' defenses at really good. I can't see us. We won yeah. fifteen points. I can't. I can't see that happening. Yeah, the, the Patriots' defense has looked really good so far this season. And um, I would say they struggled a little bit in the the run game on on Sunday, but. You're saying that's not really Gruden's sort of strong point, so it's. I I do think it'll be tough for the Redskins. I don't. Obviously, you watch them every week, so it's it's hard for me to to give a an accurate. So we're thinking fifty-five, fifty-five, sixty. I guess your backup quarterback will be playing the second half. That's that I, could easily happen if the players have quit. I do. I I honestly don't see that happening. Um. Unless for some reason the, the, the offense clicks today, honestly, it, it hasn't looked like they could move against air the last couple of weeks. It just nothing has seemed to be clicking. It doesn't look that it's in rhythm or anything. So I I, I was gonna take the points to be perfectly honest. I, I don't I can't see it being a sixteen, but maybe maybe I'm thrown by not actually having watched the the Redskins closely this season. Well, we scored three points against the Giants, so <laughs> three points. So I think we'll get more than twenty. I, yeah, I can't see us getting more than sort of ten, fifteen. Probably uh, some cold, cold and I think you magic. Easily get thirty-five. Because if 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 I was if I was Jay Gruden, I think I would be playing Colt McCoy. I touched on it earlier. He he's already beaten the Patriots once before when he was with the Browns. So yeah. He, 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 he has experience in the league, so... Yeah, he has a game in him. Um, he beat the Cowboys on Monday night. Mm-hmm. He's got... Yeah, he he can play a game where you think, wow, he should be a starter somewhere, but he'll either get injured or, you know, start throwing up, throwing up interceptions. But no worse than Keenum. Texas Gunslinger, yeah. Um, <sighs> oh. Well, Haskins came in through three picks in the second half, so... yeah. He, a lot of those were sort of timing issues and he had to let go of a few of them. Obviously, we're training by a lot. I think first first game you come in halfway through, Cole. Um, remember Peterman for the Bills a few years, uh, two years ago, he started a game through five, so it it, it can happen. We got, uh, so we had, yeah, we had our centre out, Chase Rudier. We had Brandon Scherf out, the Pro Bowl right guard. Um, Terry McClure and our only sort of well our best uh, wide receiver 
was missing. So yeah, it was an ideal situation for him, and he hadn't had any reps uh, during the week. Yeah, obviously so as a backup, you need to study as a starter, but it's hard without the reps and getting the timings right. Absolutely. So will McLaren be back this week? I think he was like was just questionable for last week. So is the thought uh, that he'll be back? Yeah, he had a slight hamstring. Mm-hmm. He wanted to play, but the Redskins organization wants to keep him healthy. Yeah, it's not something you want to to risk a hamstring. Yeah. That tends to not lead to be a very good thing in the long term. Um, I don't want to drag the pain out anymore. Um, so do you have like a score prediction for Sunday? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it could be anything. Uh, I was looking up the league record, so you know that's how. But it could be one of those games where, you know, we scrape through somehow. If you can't get your offense going, if our defense, which has got talented players, can turn up, um, we've got two first rounders in the, you know, in our front three, uh, Matt Ioannidis as well, who should be able to get some pressure on on Brady. Um, but I can see it being, yeah. 30, 13 or something like that. So just about covering <laughs> covering the spread. Yeah. I, I, I'm struggling with the game, to be honest. I, I really don't know what sort of Patriots offense is going to turn up. Edelman didn't look healthy last last week. Whether another week back in will, will make the, the world a difference. Uh, they, they just couldn't seem to get open, to be perfectly honest. And they didn't run the ball well. So... I'm seeing something in the region of maybe 19 or 22 to 9. Um, the Patriots defense only given up one touchdown this year, but um, they, they looked a little more back to, I was about to say normal there. Say the Patriots defense I've become accustomed to, sort of bend and, bend and don't break, sort yeah. of takeaways at, at critical moments, keeping scores down. Whether that was just a one-game blip, um, I'm not sure, but that's the sort of that's the sort of score that I'm expecting. I, I might be completely wrong. Um, I'm actually yeah. not even going to see the game live this week. I'm actually heading to Wembley, uh, not Wembley, the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for the the Bears Raiders. So I'll be a I'll be a game pass catch up for me, unfortunately. But, I'll sadly sit through it, uh, <laughs> and I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, so I'll I'll catch up on that. I'll try and avoid it as best as I can. But it's nigh impossible when you're actually at a live game. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, any final thoughts on the Redskins or, or the rest of the league in general before we before we leave? Um, well, I just hope you go easy on us on Sunday. Um, I don't think you've upset Belichick, so you fire you're everyone. Okay. Uh, well, that the Hainsworth uh, trade, I think um, Shanahan threw one over on him there. <laughs> I think it, it wasn't. I'm trying, trying to remind, rake my mind back to what it was. It was like a fourth or something, no? Yeah, it was for nothing. We just needed to get the uh, get it off yeah. the book. And I think he they made the Super Bowl that season. That was the same season they traded for Ocho Cinco. It was like, yeah, we'll just take all your problem players and we'll try and sort them. It's, it seems to be the, the Bill, Bill Belichick way. It doesn't always work out. When it does, it generally turns out to be like some Pro Bowl talent that they've got for nothing. Well, that's why I'm surprised that Antonio Brown didn't, you know, become all pro this year. But that guy I, is, oh my God. I I am the biggest Mike Tomlin hater. I think he is the most overrated coach in the league. 
I think he's just like a rah-rah guy. Yeah. But him being able to bottle up Antonio Brown's craziness, is like, I don't know how he did it, because the guy is mental. And Le'Veon Bell as well, they've lost... Yeah, they've lost Roethlisberger, Bell, and Antonio Brown for that Steelers team. It's um, it's crazy. It, it's crazy that this stuff didn't come out when he was in Pittsburgh. So it yeah. kind of just shows you how I don't I don't want to say well Tomlin did. I don't know if that stuff should really be hidden, but it didn't come out when he was there. Maybe a little bit towards the end, but I don't think anyone knew that Antonio Brown was that. I guess that nobody thought he was a good guy. But yeah. maybe they didn't think he was quite as much of a bad guy as, as he's portrayed to be. Yeah. Um, I think the Patriots, when they traded for him, they, they could handle what had gone on in the past. It was when the sort of present, all the texts that seemed to be coming out, Instagram messages that he had been sending while he was a member of the team. I think yeah. that's that's when Robert Kraft stepped in and he was like, absolutely not, get him away. But Yeah, it's a, it's a rare one where it hasn't sort of worked out, but... It didn't really cost you anything. Well, I think he got any picks. He was released. So. Yeah, cost just cost money, yeah, money, yeah. Cap space. Because I think they are, from what I've heard, they are going to pay that signing bonus. So they got nine, nine million signing bonus, five million this year, four million next year. So it sounds like they'll pay that. Um, but I noticed he's lodged a grievance with the NFL for like the rest of the Raiders' money. So he must be breaching. You'd have thought he'd be breaching some. There must be a line in that contract somewhere. But. Yeah, I would have thought so, but I'm sure he wouldn't be suing if there wasn't some sort of grey area somewhere. But uh, Yeah, so I think on that very cheery Antonio Brown note, we'll, <laughs> we'll leave it there. Um, I do hope the Redskins get better. Um, I have some family members that are Redskins fans, so it's it's not great for them when they're, when they're not playing well. Um, so yeah, so just uh, a final, if you want to just let everyone know where they can get in touch with you and where they can listen to the podcast again. Uh, yep, so uh, I'm James Lowe and it's at Lowey, L-O-W-E-Y, 133 on Twitter. Um, if you want to block me there and you can, you say, follow follow the podcast <laughs> or something, yeah, first and 10 network. Okay, yeah, and I do encourage everyone to, uh, that is a Redskins fan or has an interest to, to listen in. Like I say, I listened to the first podcast uh, earlier on and it, it was it was a, a good listen. So, yeah, so follow James there. Um, and then you can follow us, Patriots Nation UK, on all the usual podcast websites. We have a Facebook page. Um, my usual, the usual host, Matthew, he is still on holiday at the moment, so can't make it this week. So I have been Nick. Uh, you can find me at underscore no sorry the underscore panic on on twitter uh, don't forget to rate review and subscribe and thanks very much for listening